It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to creating a video game, there's a substantial amount of pressure to deliver two things. A hefty amount of content to justify an even heftier price tag, and for a narrative to keep players engaged from start to finish. Sometimes these two ideas don't exactly quite fit nicely together. As such, players can sometimes be left completely adrift, searching for answers that the title is in no rush to answer, or indeed presenting them with moments so utterly left field they've got no idea what's going on. With this in mind, I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are seven exact moments that video games lost the plot. Number 7. Darth Vader turns into a scorpion. Star Wars for the NES. When it comes to Star Wars, I think that you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't know the general plot of the original movie, even if they were fuzzy on why Mop Top and his metal pals were teaming up with a walking carpet in Indiana Jones, they'd all know about the big bad of the piece, Darth Vader. This hulking pillar of burnt bacon is the epitome of evil, clad head-to-toe in black and with a menacing presence. It's tough to say which has got the bigger impact, his skills with a lightsaber or his sheer domination of every scene that he's in. Therefore, it was quite a surprised to find out that underneath all of that armour wasn't a man filled to the brim with hate and regret, but um, actually a scorpion. Yeah, I don't think that was in the original script. It is, however, in the NES version of Star Wars, wherein after Luke confronts Darth Vader in a sand crawler earlier on in the game, he turns into a bloody scorpion abomination. I know that some games take creative liberties with things when it comes to adaptations, but this? This truly expressed that the devs' understanding of the source material was far, far away. Number 6. Go Watch the Movie Final Fantasy XV Final Fantasy XV was one of the most hyped-up entries of the long-standing franchise in recent memory, and Square Enix went above and beyond when it came to promoting the title however they could. Adverts for the game were everywhere, a demo was released to tease upcoming changes to combat and build relationships with the core crew, and even Pot Noodle sponsorships helped push Final Fantasy into the public consciousness. Therefore, it was quite the WTF moment when many gamers began playing the core experience and quickly found that they had no idea what the fresh hell was going going on. Message boards were flooded by players asking questions as to the relationships between the kingdoms and their characters, as well as the motivations behind the main antagonists, and all were met with a rather curious response. Go watch the movie. I'm I'm sorry, what? You're telling me that in a 100 plus hour title I've got to watch a movie that was released separately or indeed included with special editions of the game? What type of storytelling is this? A literal example of losing the plot because we weren't given a coherent one. Number 5. Hiding Key Plot Points in Ansem Reports The Kingdom Hearts Franchise 
The Kingdom Hearts franchise is one that has been memed to death at this point when it comes to its convoluted storyline, with many joking that it's impossible to piece together all the parts without huge leaps of faith to connect every single detail. However, it's not actually the plot itself that's the issue with this franchise, as many will attest to it being emotional, rewarding, and in places pretty profound. It's the delivery of much of this key information that's the problem, which for some reason the devs thought should be relegated to collectibles. That's right, throughout Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, the player can seek out hidden Ansem reports, which provide detail not just on the enemies and the worlds of the games, but also character backstories, motivations, and indeed entire subplots. Imagine withholding key information like this in a game that focuses so much on its story. This isn't Dark Souls, where the player takes as much from the lore as they wish. This is something that actively relies on their understanding in order to progress. For a game with a narrative this weighty to pull this trick has to be one of the biggest WTF moments in recent memory. Number 4. The Origami Killer is Revealed Heavy Rain If you're going to make a game that focuses almost exclusively on its narrative over its gameplay mechanics, then you best make bloody well damn sure that your story makes sense. Unfortunately, this wasn't a message that David Cage received when making Heavy Rain, because despite crafting a suspenseful and gruesome tale of what a father would do to get his son back, the wheels completely fall off the project in the final act, in a manner that left fans sprawling out in fits of laughter greater than even the infamous Jason meme could ever conjure. I'm speaking, of course, about the reveal that the origami killer was none other than Scott Shelby, a central protagonist of the game that the player controlled throughout the experience. What we thought was Scott trying to uncover the killer was actually him visiting the victims in order to gather as much incriminating evidence as possible in order to destroy it. What well, sounds brilliant on paper, right? Well, it would be if it didn't also completely ruin certain sections that we'd already played through, and completely undermine the origami killer's motivations. The killer wanted to push Ethan to see what he would do to rescue his son, but even when Ethan proves himself over and over, Shelby doesn't let him go. It all means that Shelby's own thoughts and actions were totally out of character with somebody trying to cover their tracks, leaving the whole game an absolute mess. Number 3. The Locust Leader is Human Gears of War when Gears of War dropped onto the 360 way back way, it was the boot up the arse that the console needed. It wasn't trying to be high art, it was chest-high action through and through. It's one of the many, many reasons to love this title, as it told a simple story incredibly well, pitting humans against a subterranean race known as the Locust. We didn't need to know why these big bold bad boys had come to rumble, we just needed to send them packing. Of course, as the series went on, they did have to address bits here and there about this underground society, but one thing was pretty clear. They hated humans from the tip to taint, and wanted to destroy each and every one of them. So why in the fresh hell was their leader also a human? I know it's been explained away, but this reveal was the moment that many Gears fans simply laughed out loud at what they were being fed. You couldn't have had the queen of the enemy forces actually be one of them? It had to be a human that was forced into the plot to have connections with our central cast? That's as lazy as introducing Marcus's dad only to kill him off a few scenes later. Oh yeah, they did that as well. Number 2. The Moment It Was Created Death Stranding Ooh, trying to pick a moment where Hideo Kojima and one of his many, many mad projects has lost the plot is kind of like throwing a dart at a board and hoping to hit a bullseye in a room full of dartboards which are all bullseyes. The man expunges everything from his mind when creating these games, and this has led to some of his most off-the-wall and then fourth-wall-shattering moments, and to be honest, it's really why we love him. However, when it came to Death Stranding, his auteur approach to game design was something that divided the community at large, as he really did pull out 
all the stops when it came to seeing what gamers would put up with. From the infamous Princess Beach moment to random energy drink and Norman Reedus TV show promotions to just the sheer weirdness of all the celebrity cameos, Death Stranding is a game that threw everything at the wall and didn't even bother waiting to see what stuck. Yet, the exact moment that it lost its plot was actually before the player even got their hands on it, as Kojima himself stated that he had no clue as to what was going on in his own game. In a pre-launch interview, he said, Even now I don't understand the game. Its worldview, its gameplay, they're all new. My mission is to create a genre that does not currently exist and which takes everyone by surprise. How can we ever hope to get a grip on what's going on when the developer himself doesn't have one? And number one, John Marston abandoned his family. Red Dead Redemption 2 when it comes to video game icons, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody denouncing John Marston. Such was his impact when he arrived on the scene in the almighty Red Dead Redemption. Here, Rockstar presented a man about to become a myth, a hangover from the Wild West that was being tamed by law and by force, and his desperate struggle to do right by his family made him a figure idolised by the community. Therefore, it was um, quite the surprise to have all of this turn completely upside down with the release of Red Dead Redemption 2, which presented a John Marston so utterly unlikable in places, it felt like he'd taken a drunken dump on the office photocopier and Rockstar were doing the same to his legacy as payback. From looking to abandon his wife and child at any given moment, to being a selfish hothead, to being just downright useless in places, Red Dead Redemption 2 went to town on his reputation. And the ending moments where John chooses to settle down with his family, just miles away from a town that wants him dead, may well be the dumbest thing in the entire franchise. As a result, many fans will have shaking their head at what the hell they just witnessed. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> 